This is ScreenBeam's Collaborative Tech Talks, discussing collaboration and better communication in the places where we learn the most. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Collaborative Tech Talk, a ScreenBeam podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Folks, thanks again for joining us on another episode of the podcast. I'd like to point you in a few directions so that you can stay up to date on current episodes and previous episodes of the show. Uh, You can hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just look up Collaborative Tech Talk or Screen Beam. You'll find us there. Hit that subscribe button and you'll get pinged as new episodes are populated. You can also head to our website, ScreenBeam.com. There you can find this podcast as well as uh, plenty of other pieces of content such as podcasts, articles, videos, and blogs. And of course, you can find out more about Screen Beam's solutions. Let's jump into today's topic. So there is a national debate happening at the moment around education, and that's where our podcast is going to be focusing today. The big question is, should students go back to school or not? Is it safe? Uh, It's a conversation that requires varied levels of action uh, at the federal, state, local level. Uh, you know, within the family. And uh, it touches on plenty of societal imbalances as well. But the conversation has made its way to screen beam as well, being dedicated to providing cutting edge instructional technology. If schools do reopen in the fall, there will be an increased need for touchless tech for students and educators. And, uh, you know, if forced to open, how should administrators approach COVID proofing their classrooms as much as possible? And where does touchless presentation technology fit into that strategy. So that's what we're going to be breaking down today. For some thoughts, we're joined on the line today by David Lopez, Senior Manager of Strategic Alliances at ScreenBeam. David, great to have you on. How are you doing today? Doing well, Daniel. Thank you. Thanks for uh, uh, setting all this up. And we're excited about talking about uh, with you guys today. Yeah, definitely. You know, this is an incredibly timely issue. Uh, Is this something that is, you know, affecting your family right now or anything you're having to worry about personally? Uh, Not too bad right now. We, you know, we're, we're making, we're seeing a lot of these decisions being made. I'm glad that you're not asking me what the right decision is to do about (laughs) all this, but, uh, but certainly it is affecting all of us based on uh, just information that's that's coming so fast and furious uh, that's flying through, and we we are in that age where uh, something happens and we instantly know about it. And so, the fact that there's so much information coming through, it's hard sometimes to decipher that. So, yeah, we are definitely affected by it. I got a son going off to to college, and uh, you know that's certainly a, a big what if for him because I you know freshman year of college, you don't want that experience to be like oh, this is what college is really like because it's not <laughs> or you know, right. there's lots of things that, that you have to be, consider. So, yeah, it's pretty tough for a lot of people. Yeah, agreed. Uh, you know, in my family, uh, I'm getting two different, uh, I guess, uh, you know, varied levels of the issue to deal yeah. with. My, my mom is a, a private school teacher. She teaches Spanish at a uh, local Christian school. And my sister is going into junior year of high school. My sister's school, part of uh, the independent school district, is going remote for the first three weeks. And my mom's school, uh, I believe, is just opening outright at the very beginning. So, yeah, 
it's you know it, it, there are disparate responses and strategies and it's all kind of up in the air but yeah. part of that is definitely going to be how is technology going to support the action either way if it is yeah. remote education there's going to be one-to-one technology needs and concerns that we're going to, have to be uh, you know talking about uh maybe not on this podcast but i just mean talking about at a national yeah. level yeah, uh, yeah. but then you know, if we do go back to school, like I said, there will also be needs for technology in the classroom, and there's going to be more of an eye on, is this technology clean? Uh, is it yeah. safe to be passing around from student to student? So, yeah, yeah there, there are a lot of, lot of disparate issues to be unpacking. Well, and many school districts, you know, are moving forward with that online learning in response to, to the pandemic. You know, one of the things that we talk about, though, internally at ScreenBeam and externally as well with customers is that, you know, we all know that the experience uh, from experience that really the craft of teaching is really perfected when students and teachers are together in the classroom because you you want to be able to collaborate. You want to be able to learn and, and share if you're uh, in the class, if you're not in the classroom, if you're just on a computer, it's really difficult for a teacher to recognize nuances in in student reactions uh, through the lens of a computer monitor. You really can't do that. We can apply, yeah, and when you do that, you're able to apply those you know, adjustments as a teacher uh, to, to be a better guide as a teacher in, their, in, their, in the student's learning journey. So, you know, that physical classroom is is really important in education and and i think there's i i've i've had experience with online learning uh for many years in the district that i originally worked in you know i i was the original moodle was which is the the lms that that we used uh moodle was one of the original lms programs that that was out there and you know i became the moodle person for our district when it came to professional development and one of the things that we've learned, and, and online learning has been around for, for 20 years, 20, 30 years in different formats, but we've learned, I think, over the time is that, number one, not all classes can be taught online. Uh, it's not, not a great method for all classes. Not all students learn well online. And then the, and the third thing I think we've learned is that not all teachers uh, teach online really well. It's hard to do. It's a hard thing to do to teach online in in the in the format that we've really taken. So yeah, it's going to make a big difference, uh, a big impact. And when we get back to the classroom, that's where we're seeing, like you said in your examples, that there is a big parity between what some piece, piece of people are doing, what some districts are doing, and what others are doing. But by and large, we are seeing a lot of school districts starting to come back or planning to come back and or they're they're kind of delaying their opening a little bit, and that. But we think, uh, based on that information, what we've seen, that we are going to see you know schools come back sooner than later, and and that's where we want to be able to talk about how people feel safe and in that in the classroom environment. Well, let's go ahead and get into uh, the conversation for the day and better understand how ScreenBeam fits into yeah. this conversation. Yeah. Uh, so. Obviously, as senior manager of strategic alliances, you are putting together some strategic alliances. <laughs> Who are the uh, folks within the education sphere? So whether that is uh, in public schools, administrators and educators or uh, in the private space uh, that you are speaking with on a daily basis. You know, if you had to define those strategic alliances in education, what do they look like? Yeah, well, we work really closely with with school districts all over the country. But if we're looking at specific 
big companies that we partner with. You know, we partner with Microsoft uh, pretty heavily in in their use of technology in the classroom and and how we fit into that. Obviously, we've done a lot of work recently on our our Chrome uh, book solutions with Classroom Commander for Chrome. Um, we also have Classroom Commander for Windows 10. And then we're partnering specifically with with other companies like you know like Dell uh, and their display solutions and how they work with our with our devices. So we've had a chance to really uh, focus on some of the strategies that they are looking at as well. Uh, but with Screenbeam, you know, we really are looking to provide that zero touch wireless presentation solution for learning spaces um, and conference rooms and boardrooms and like that to to make that feel safe. So all the technology, all the partners that I mentioned, we all work really well together. And I will posit to say that they work better with ScreenBeam because of that idea of being able to walk into a room, not have to touch any buttons, push any switches, and not have to um, you know, touch any screens to make things work. You're holding your own device. You can walk in, connect, and be ready to teach without having to worry about you know, touching different tech, different things around the room to get started. And as a teacher, um, that becomes a really important, but then also for students as well, that you're able to, to connect without having to, to go to the front of a room, move around the room um, and be able to do that, especially in that social distancing environment where we, we're seeing people come back to. So within those conversations uh, that you've had with schools and school districts, how are educators planning on returning to the classroom in the fall? What are the main considerations that you're hearing uh, they'll need to take into account? Well, we're hearing all sorts. Uh, we're hearing all sorts of things like, you know, from obviously, like I said, smaller classes, maybe the classes are spread out. Uh, we're seeing some districts offer hybrid models, not high, well, kind of hybrid models where they are offering classes on certain days for certain students and then another group of students can come on other days, but then everybody has an online component that they have to keep up with. Then there's the, the social distancing. Everybody can come back if they want to, but they're providing social distancing environment where they try to make uh, spread out the you know the classes in different locations. Um, we're also seeing some classes with specifically with maybe uh, different kinds of desks that have barriers on them and things like that. So we've seen a lot of different ways to look at this, but all the ones that are coming back to some extent, you know, they are trying to figure out ways to uh, to make the spaces a little bit easier to navigate. The other thing that we are seeing and that we have we'll talked to some school districts about is the idea of like a pop-up learning space to where maybe I'm using a cafeteria that has more space now to have smaller groups of classes spread out um, in it or different areas that I want to bring a group of students into and being able to connect, have a screen in there and connect to it really quickly and then wheel it out of the way so that it can be used for other things. That's the other thing that we've, we've talked about as well. And that is something that ScreenBeam really can help out with because you don't have to wheel in a screen and then connect all these cables and make everything work and then reconnect every, and then disconnect everything and wheel it away. If you roll in the screen, you turn it on, the ScreenBeam's on there, you immediately are able to connect to it on, on any device, an iPad, a Windows 10 device, a Chromebook, and teach your class and use that screen as that focal point for sending information and getting information from students. And then immediately when you're done, you can take that away. So that idea of popping that room together really quickly and then getting it out of the way so it can be used for other things is uh, also a, a really big, great use of our technology. I'm interested in the hybrid applications because it seems like, at least from what I've 
seen anecdotally, uh, the hybrid approach is almost necessarily what a lot of school districts are trying, you know, a, a little bit of remote and then maybe transitioning to in person or doing cycling classrooms where sometimes you're at home, sometimes you're in the classroom. How are these considerations affected by that hybrid learning model, you know, especially when you have students cycling in and out? That hybrid model is, uh, you know, being a former teacher, I do not envy, you know, a lot of teachers' positions right now because <laughs> it's it's really going to be complex, I, I think, personally. I think knowing what I know about online learning, knowing what I know about face-to-face teaching and, and then all the technology that's involved with that, and on top of that, all the work that students, that teachers are having to do every day already besides having to have this online component that that is as now you know for it seems to be part of what they're doing it's really a, adds a layer of complexity that um, is you know really teachers need to be paid double this year <laughs> than what they normally pay. I mean that needs to happen anyway but it, it's really going to make it a difficult thing so when it comes to students moving in and out certainly uh, with with tools like screenbeam and, and things like classroom commander that we offer if students are going to be walking into a room and and having that uh, that device with them that they use at home uh, but then they also use it in the classroom uh, we do offer you know the right kind of tools to allow a teacher to kind of monitor what's going on in the room, be able to orchestrate students sharing their content without having to move around the room. Normally in a classroom one-to-one environment, if a student wants to share their work, they have to get up, go to the front of the room, plug into the projector or connect in some way and then share their content. Uh, But we allow that to be minimized. And I think a lot of schools are doing that anyway, is minimizing that movement as much as possible. Some even saying the teachers move classes and the students just stay in one room the whole time. So that also is, is considerate of of the Screenbeam technology because anybody can walk into a room and connect and use the technology without having to without having to use any apps or, or dongles and then, then as soon as they walk away, you know, they're disconnected and then somebody else can come in and do that. And we'll uh, we'll wrap up the podcast here by uh, going through all of Screenbeam's different sure, products. Sure. So for folks that are interested in hearing specifically what Screenbeam has to offer, stay tuned. We have some more thought leadership to get to yeah. first though. So what are the areas and processes in the classroom that most need contactless solutions right now and why? What are those high-touch areas, right. high-touch uh, operations? I would say that in, in, a, in an environment, uh, let's cover, we can cover even things like higher ed and and, and those classrooms where uh, maybe there's a single computer that the same different people come in and use. Those solutions are really not normally paid attention to but now all of a sudden people are like oh well i don't want to use the same computer that someone else you know just used the day before or the the hour before me those those learning stations or those what i call battle stations in a classroom are are definitely (laughs) high touch points then you get into just um, the controls on the wall for a lot of schools have you know different buttons that they have to push to get switch between different devices to share on the screen so uh, then there's also things like document cameras and things like that Uh, those are definitely all high touch points in a classroom and one of the things that we've been talking about with our customers is being able to have a single device in your hands for the teacher that's wirelessly connected to uh, to the screen 
that really eliminates all those touch points. Because as long as they can turn the screen on with one button, then I can connect to a screen beam. And if I have a device in my hands that's got a stylus and I've got a, a inking you know, that I can write on it with the stylus and I've got a camera on the device uh, that I can have front and rear facing cameras, all of a sudden that single device becomes everything I need to do in the classroom as a teacher. I don't have to have, when it comes to using technology, um, I don't have to have all those other tools. So with the camera, I can turn on the camera on my, on my, my computer and use that as a document camera or use that to show students some work that I'm working on in the front of the room or something that uh, manipulatives I want them to see. I can take a picture of that, grab my stylus, start writing on that, and I've got a walking digital whiteboard that I, again, I'm not limited to a one space in the room to have to use. And so those touch points are again, becoming more relevant for people. And they're, they're seeing, okay, do we have to clean those every day? Do we have to find provide solutions? And not necessarily that it's going to always be a danger, but that people feel more comfortable being able to go there and teach without having to worry about that or you know, constantly use hand sanitizer. It really is just one of those things that says, hey, this, makes, this is a technology that has already existed. And this environment all of a sudden really lends itself to say, hey, let's go ahead and, and get started with it and use it because it is the most solid wireless display solution out there and is certainly the most effective and most robust and um, as an enterprise solution. And now we say, okay, that just eliminates that worry that people might have. And, and that's where we really can, can play a really big role for school districts around the country mm. and around the world. Right. So pulling on your background as a teacher, as well as your work at ScreenBeam, of course. How do you imagine a contactless environment should be built out to support students and teachers best? Uh, how do you ensure it stays flexible for different projects, different sure. content, uh, you know, reinforces health and safety as the number one priority? You know, it, it does start with, and we've got... Uh, some, some infographics and content, even videos that really talk about this idea of reverse engineering a classroom and what you, you know, what the point you want to get to. And if, if you want to get to a zero, you know, touch environment, you really do have to start with a wireless display solution that's really robust and is flexible for both students and teachers. And that's really what ScreenBeam is. At, at our heart, we are a wireless display company. We've been doing it for years um, and people are, everybody's really trying to catch up with what we are doing. So what we do is provide that really solid foundation as a wireless display solution for any operating system with not without installing any apps. And then I can say, okay, for my students, if I want my students to be connected, I can have a classroom full of devices as a teacher. Um, let's say I have a Windows 10 device and my students all have Chromebooks. I can connect them through to the screen beam. They can share their screen and what they're working on. I can also uh, watch and uh, see some of the work that they're doing and, and use some of that content to capture it. But also in a Windows 10 environment where you have devices that are connecting over Miracast, we can also do that with Classroom Commander that, that sets up the teacher to have a really you know robust uh, solution for their device, the students the same way, and they're able to connect and show their screen if they want to. 
without having to touch anything. There's no cords or cables involved. The only really one that's involved is connecting the screen beam to the to the display, and that works with with any display. And so if you start with that solid foundation of a proven wireless display solution, then all the decisions you make after that are already touch-free. Uh, because you know, other than turning on the display in the front of the room, that's it. That's really all you have to have. How do you see contactless technology like screen beams, education uh, solutions intersecting with both the opportunities and also the challenges of one-to-one technology availability? Uh, so, you know, for example, a lot of wealthier school districts will have the ability to give every student their own laptop, right, uh, or tablet or some kind of device to uh, be able to use as an educational tool. It could be a Chromebook, it could be a, a MacBook mm-hmm. Air, something like that. That, I think, presents opportunities for more contactless solutions and strategies when everyone has their own device. They don't have sure. to be passing around. Uh, and then the opposite end of that, school districts that do not have the ability to provide one-to-one technology and everyone is using the same smart board or everyone is using, like you said, the same classroom computer or there's a computer lab, right? Talk to us a little bit about how those issues intersect with both the uh, the more positive scenarios and the uh, negative ones. That's a tough question, but I think, you know, I will say first and foremost that, you know, we, we recognize that technology doesn't teach students, you know, teachers do. And and, right. and I think everybody knows that. But in this time that we're in, technology is, like you said, kind of being thrown in whether uh, you like it or not. And so it does become a challenge when it comes to connectivity. As you said, there's sometimes there's parity between different locations around the country, different, you know, different environments where technology is readily available and where it's, where in other areas where it's not. The, the one common thing in all of those is, is the teacher. And I think the common thing where we, where we find, the common area that we find is that if you provide the teacher with the ability to be agile as a teacher with a device in the, in the, now we're talking in the classroom, it does make a difference for those students rather than having a teacher that they know is always going to be in the front of the room in the same place, you know, the entire class time. And so that's one thing that's a common thread in both in all those situations is the teacher um, and how they are utilizing technology. If you're talking about a teacher using it from home or from where the students are remote, you know, it is a difficult thing for the teacher to monitor all the students that are remote, but one of the scenarios that we've shown in in some of the videos that we've done um, on our YouTube channel and some other things is, you know, a teacher using ScreenBeam at home can also set up an environment that, you know, gives the students a little bit more tactile experience rather than just staring at a screen listening to the teacher's voice. You know, being able to use a screen beam on the teacher's, you know, screen at home and having a camera pointed to their to their big screen if they want to use it in their living room and and have that background be, you know, on the big screen be a a document or a PowerPoint or a a whiteboard that they're writing on on their device. All of a sudden, you've created a, a really different and unique space that students are more comfortable learning in rather than just staring at online. I don't know if that gets to every corner of that question there, but I think it it really 
helps look at the fact that the teacher is at the center of all this and how they're responding to it really does make all the difference in the world. Yeah, that's fair. That's, I think, an accurate assessment. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, if a teacher is given is given the adequate yeah. resources to teach, uh, even if those resources aren't one-to-one technology, there is obviously still the ability to uh, reach every student and... Um, yeah give them a quality education even with the the weirdness <laughs> of having to teach mid-covid yeah, yeah. I, I am interested though in the uh, potential opportunities that come with school districts that do have one-to-one technology okay. so for districts that do have the ability to give all of their students uh you know a, a laptop or a tablet chromebook something uh for their four years of high school mm-hmm. uh you know let's let's say even just for high school what are some of the ways that that can be leveraged to uh further try different contactless strategies within the classroom well yeah so within the classroom that that does that's where the screen beam and the included classroom commander does come into play and we've always talked about screen beam classroom commander not a not as a monitoring tool because if you're if you're using screen beam in the classroom and you're just using it to look at what your students are doing on your on their screens uh, which is what Classroom Commander does, it allows you to see what's going on on all the students' screens while they're in the room, then you've lost the whole point of wireless display. <laughs> because as a teacher, I shouldn't be sitting at my desk just watching what students are doing on their screen. I should have the ability to be able to walk around the outside of the room to look at what students are doing, to be flexible in that and be agile with that. And then if I see uh, here, here's Daniel, and he's working on a project that I would love to be able to share with the rest of the class. And I say, Daniel, hey, would you like to share your screen? And I can press a button, and instantly that's in the front of the room, and it's a teachable moment for myself as a teacher showing the rest of the class what's going on, how uh, maybe an exemplary work that the student is doing, and then be able to immediately pull back and jump back to my screen and say, okay, now I want to move on with the lesson uh, because this is a you know, uh, this is a great jumping off point for us to go into another part of the lesson. So that kind of ability in that one-to-one environment where ScreenBeam really shines in that it gives you that wireless display solution that's completely touchless. You don't have to do anything except your own device. And you don't even have to move really as a student to go to the front of the room if you don't want to and allow you to have that that environment that makes it uh, really good to students know that, hey, the teacher's able to share able to see my my work but i'm also able to share what i'm doing because a lot of students they may not necessarily raise their hand but if you say to them hey can i share what you're working on they might be willing to do that rather than go to the front of the room and and share that's just the nature i think of uh, you know students as they're growing up and getting you know coming of age in different ways you know, hey, that's always going to be something that is different for other students. But I think you find the students that you really want to be able to work with sometimes are the ones that aren't necessarily willing to come to the front of the room. But if you give them different ways to share and different ways to, to do things, it really starts to, to help them be a better student and also to be able to come out of their shell a little bit. Love that. Yeah, I love mixing in those soft skills in there as well. Yeah. So let's go ahead and wrap up our conversation today by just getting a better picture of exactly what ScreenBeam is offering for classrooms nowadays and uh, some of the ways that 
educators can integrate screen beam products into their classroom if they do indeed have to return in the fall to uh, create a touchless and collaborative environment. So yeah, walk us through the main products that are being sourced for uh, the education sphere right now and some of the responses you're getting. The newest, our flagship product, uh, the ScreenBeam 1000, flagship for education is the ScreenBeam 1000. Um, and that is uh, a product that is fully cross-platform when it comes to wireless display and app-free wireless display. So starting with Windows 10 and Miracast, uh, being able to also do then uh, Android devices, being able to do Mac OS, iOS, and Chromebooks as well. Without any apps, you can literally... Uh, because of the nature of the device, you can go in, plug it into the screen, and connect any of those devices uh, almost instantaneously. Even because of the hotspot feature on the device, you can even do that without even connecting the screen beam to your network, which is really unique. And that's uh, uh, our most uh, you know robust K-12 through uh, education solution. But that also comes with, without any extra cost, it comes with the license for Classroom Commander for either... Chromebooks uh, and uh, or for Windows 10 devices. Um, it also comes with our CMS solution, which is our management piece that allows you to manage all the devices on your network. And as a district, that's really important, especially again in the current environment that you don't have to go to every single room to, if something goes, something needs to be updated, you need to change the backgrounds, you need to change some digital signage features, because it's also a digital signage player. You don't have to go to each device to do that. It can all be done remotely. So that's a really valuable, and that's our ScreenBeam 1000. Um, but again, that comes with without any, any extra cost. It's all one SKU. So you get all those tools that we've talked about, along with, like I said, the digital signage player, along with multi-screen view at one time. You see up to four screens at once uh, with Quick Switch, which, are, which is really cool, with our ghost inking, which is something that is a new feature that's built into it. So lots of great features that all comes with that single device. The 1100 Plus is our newest enterprise solution, but we are seeing a lot of schools either in the classroom, we are seeing some, but also a lot of schools are using this in their boardrooms, in their conference rooms, in their meeting rooms, uh, which is a a next level up of the ScreenBeam 1000. And it does allow you to have some other features that the 1000 does not have, but that are meant for a more enterprise uh, environment, a guest uh, come in and be able to use it without being on the enterprise network. Um, That's a really powerful tool. Uh, that nobody else is really doing um, right now, and it, but it's nice to be able as a guest to also experience that touch-free environment because school districts do have a constant flow of people coming in and out, uh, whether they're vendors or whether they're parents or whether they're uh, just people from outside the school district coming in to present and show content. You want to also offer that experience to them, and the ScreenBeam 1100 Plus gives that experience really easily and is a uh, is a very powerful tool to allow that to happen. So those two uh, products are, are the flagships that we're talking about right now, but they really give a f- fully robust solution for any school district to be able to cover all the bases in both the classrooms and then in school meeting rooms or in district meeting rooms and conference rooms and things like that. And uh, obviously part of the selling point for this technology is its plug and play ease of use. Yeah. Uh, however, you know, I'm sure education is always useful uh, for 
educators to better familiarize themselves with all the different ways that they can use this tech. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are some of the ways that ScreenBeam is providing some education for the educators to, uh, you know, better understand how the technology works and maybe provide some creative strategy for how it can actually be implemented in the classroom? Yeah, well, we have a great YouTube channel that has a lot of content on it about those 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 things. Um, we also have some great uh, videos that we're putting together right now for best practices. We've got a group of educators called our ScreenBeam experts that are actually from all over, all around the world. That you know, if you really want someone to to talk to or, or just ask a question of, we've got those folks available to say, hey, you know, let us talk to you. We can you know, you can find them on Twitter and and reach out and say, hey, how do you use your ScreenBeam or what's the best ways that you've used it. Um, we've also got some videos, like I said, talking to teachers about that very subject and showing some of those examples. But also myself and uh, and uh, Megan Lipinczyk, who are both former teachers, uh, she works um, works with us and as a as one of our subject matter experts, one of our alliance managers, and just both of both of us are. A, tooting our own horn, but we're a really good resource for you know, really just how this best integrates with all sorts of tools that you might have. In fact, we've got several blog posts that are that are called Better with ScreenBeam, and we have different products that say, hey, this is a great product. How do you use it? Oh, by the way, it's better with ScreenBeam because this, this, and this. And anytime you can cut out wires out of an equation in a classroom, it, that's a really good thing. If I'm not, as a teacher, having to worry about all those cables and wires running everywhere, it just makes a big difference for me, and that's why we say, you know, wires are for dinosaurs. You don't, you don't need those anymore, <laughs> and that really does ring true, especially in the classroom. All right, David, I think that wraps up our main points on the podcast, but last thing I want to leave our audience with is how they can learn a little bit more about these products, uh, potentially reach out, and if they're educators or school administrators, potentially bring them to their classrooms. So how can they get in touch with you and the ScreenBeam team? You know, the best way to get started is to go to screenbeam.com and um, the very first one of the first buttons that you can click on there is the education button. And uh, there's information on there right away to request a trial. So if you'd like to try this out uh, in your classrooms, uh, in your conference rooms right away, you can click request a trial and that will get in touch uh, with us and we will be able to contact you to get that set up. I would say that's probably the quickest uh, and the fewest button clicks <laughs> to get there. From there, you can also contact the sales team to, to, to purchase some if you would like to. Uh, but we work with lots of partners all over the country as well. And so if you have a particular technology provider that you that you work with and you say, hey, I would like to get some more information about ScreenBeam, you know, they will be able to, I'm sure they would be happy to get in contact with us as well. And we, we work through those as uh, also. So lots of different ways to do that or follow us on Twitter at ScreenBeam and uh, you can reach out to us there if that's an easier way for you to do that. Uh, so lots of different ways to get in touch with us. All right, David Lopez, thanks again for joining us again. David is Senior Manager of Strategic Alliances at ScreenBeam. David, appreciate your time. Always great getting to chat and looking forward to getting you back on the podcast soon. Yeah, Daniel, thank you so much. Uh, It's been a pleasure. And thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Collaborative Tech Talk, a ScreenBeam podcast. If you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes, make sure you're going to Apple Podcasts and Spotify, hitting that subscribe button and get notified with previous and upcoming episodes of Collaborative Tech Talk. You can also find this podcast on our website. Again, that's ScreenBeam.com, ScreenBeam.com there. 
Like David said, you can find more information about uh, educational solutions and services that Screen Beam provides. But of course, you can also find content there from podcasts to articles and video as well. So thanks again for listening. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.